Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
And some days it is brought to me in a formal way uh, that just keeps me moving forward and knowing that nobody can bring anything to me that that makes me doubt his existence. People want to use science as a way to denounce his existence. But to me, science is what makes his existence more clear. When I look at these two crustaceans, very moment when they can become one and what they go through to make that happen tells me that there is a God. And he is uniquely capable of creating methods that seem impossible, but possible. So when he says to see the unseen, looking at these two pair each other, uh, create children, shows how that happens. And I'm just going to go through just a little bit of what took place because all of you are familiar with crabs and how hard their shells are. And um, they seem impenetrable unless you have the right tools. They don't have to be impenetrable because God fixes a time for the female to rid herself of her hard shell and go into the arms of a crab, the male, and during her weakest point, he is there to protect her. He surrounds her with his legs and his claws to make sure that no predators are able to cause her harm. And then at the most important time of her change, she flips herself over and submits herself to the male crab in order for him to fertilize the eggs that she has within her. And that can only be God and his magnificence to take the impossible and make it possible. And so often that is the case with so many different animal species over the world that we wonder how it's possible for them to, to create more of their species because of their awkwardness. And then we see the miracle of his ability to make all of that come to, to light. And most of us will never see the most difficult ones, but they happen on a regular basis. So those are the things that bring to light to me my need to believe 
and know that there's a stronger power than just the bang theory that some people would ask us to believe in. We also have to be prepared from this lesson or this this display to know that whatever is truly ours can come from nothing as long as we have faith. We have to maximize that part of our knowledge or our brains to overcome the obstacles that keep us from believing that our faith is powerful enough to get us where we're going. And so we have to dream beyond our sight because our sight does not have the power to see the unbelievable. So a lot of times when we question whether there's a God, we just have to open our eyes to the miracles that happen around us each and every day. And then you won't have to be questioning the existence of the Almighty. important to know that he's existing and his universal rules work for all of us. And we don't have to question his rules like we have to question human rules because they work related to the individual. But God's rules doesn't have any His universal rules work for all of us. All we have to do is put them in place. How are you doing today, Mr. D, as we talk about the true existence of a God that we should never question, even though the world continues to wonder why certain things happening to those that are good and innocent, and question his existence. But he never promised us that life would be without a bad uh, event. Well, James, uh, good evening, James. And uh, congratulations. I'm proud of you, James. You, you well on your way to the new the new arrival, um, the new plateau of what is. Um, this conversation is really the one that really brought me to your show because this conversation is what renewed me, um, what gave me the the strength to find the truth of what is. And uh, so you all know my story. Most of you that have been on this program for a while, uh, I think I've been with you, James, for about a little over a year. And so my, my, my story is well known. But it wasn't until that God saved me from the existing hell that I imposed on myself by choice 
that I was able to realize the greatness of him. In all of that, um, the, the, uh, the, the, the question of why me will, will never escape my, my thought process. Why would you say me when hundreds of thousands of people in this, in this country chose the same route? Some with more education, some with more prominence, some with more promise. Some came from good families, wealthy families that had a had a future in front of them. But they met their demise doing the same selective activity as myself. And so, in, in essence, when you look at the real essence of what we're talking about here, I was the Moses of my existence. Because Moses asked the same question. Why me, Lord? Why you choose me? And the answer is so you can go tell others about what it is that I'm able to do. If you only submit yourself and give me a chance to show you what is. You know, when you speak about the debate between science and 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 spiritual reality or 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 the science the debate between science and God. I am I for one kinda embrace them both. Uh that's the realm that I'm in. And 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 let me say this when I say you about science, I'm talking about all science and all uh knowledge that has been expressed currently through God's grace. You know, uh, I'm here to tell you that I believe that we have more than just five senses. You see. Because the five senses that we think we only have, that's our limitation. That's our problem. We don't know no more than what we think we know. I believe that we have more than five senses. And the conversation that you bring to the floor now is one of that is one of those senses. It's the connection, and I've been saying this for over a week now. We've been I've been talking about the connection. It's like the like the the connection between your car and a battery. And 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 the and if you got a if you have corrosion on those cables, you don't get the connection that you think you should have, and so you don't function the way you think you should. But if you rid yourself of that corrosion and and become a better I said this word last week, a better receptacle and all the of his goodness becomes evident. Now when it comes down to science I'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna uh, clear the floor. When it comes down to science, when you look at the Milky universe, all right, and you look at our positioning in the Milky universe for the advancement of our existence that we possess, we're not even in the center of that universe. We're on the outer, outer edge of such a huge, massive universe. So in, in, some, in some realms, you, you, we may think that's, some, that that's somewhat insignificant, but uh, there's a lot to be understood 
But in, uh, in order to be understood, we got to be in a position to do so. And lastly, I'm going to let it go. You know, when we look around uh, everybody else in our existence and they haven't come to this point in conversation, the only explanation for that is that they have not evolved. They're still in a primitive, primative state. They have not evolved. That's why there is so much chaos going on, because they don't have a clue yet. So, James, thank you for giving me that floor and the opportunity to say that. I appreciate you. Thank you. So amazing that there's so many who are unable to come to grips with the fact that there is a creator. And they spend so much of their time believing in their own abilities, are not feeling sympathy for those who are blindly going through life, not recognizing that they'll have to give an account. We all are going to have to give an account, and we're all going to have to be aware of our God's or our Creator's existence. And we're going to have to make an amends for all those things we did to the people he truly loved. And so we find ourselves not understanding that every day we're given an opportunity to live our lives in a way that gives us the opportunity for grace. And, Dee, when you talk about what you went through, it also shows you when he talks about that story about the son that walked away and had to go through hell to get back but was given his rightful place when he returned. So when you come that hour or that point where you get your eyes open, he's going to be prepared and ready to receive you. But what you can't do is continue to live your life as being lost or believing somehow that you can win your way back just on the things, the good things that you do. So that's why I don't get too upset at those people who are going around doing evil things because at some point, they're going to have to give an account of what they did and why they did it. And we have to be ready and prepared to just continue to move uh, toward the light as long as we can and as often as we can, recognizing that he exists. So, D, you know, yeah. it is up to us to, once we once we're able to see, that we no longer allow the darkness to cover our eyes again. But, and James, you know that you're very true when you say that. Um, you know, uh, all this year we've been noticing how things have uh, gone gone awry uh, with all these different shootings and uh, shootings in uh, elementary schools and innocents uh, have been taken away from our world. And uh, when you say it, the things that you just said a momentarily, a moment ago, um, 
we come in, we come to a place where we have to, have to understand and appreciate, <laughs> understand and appreciate, and furthermore, and this is the hardest word, and probably in our human vocabulary to grasp. We have to come to a point where we accept what God will is, and not our own. Because when it comes down to how the shootings have come about in our world, and 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 the innocence of all of all of us have been taken away from us, come to understand that God allowed things to happen so that we may be able to learn something from it all. Um, and I don't claim to be a expert in the field of what God thinking is. However, I do know and I have learned that God allows some people to die so we can know how to live. Um, when you speak about the person that strayed away from home and and, and and went through hell and God brought him back, I was, yes, I am that person. I am the, the prodigal son. And literally that happened in my own family. And my brother, just like the brother in the in the Bible verse in the Bible uh, in that book, uh, he did not appreciate the fact. My own my only brother did not appreciate the fact that when I came back, I was so well received by my mother that when my father died, uh, she awarded me with his with all his heirlooms. And that was in turn because I was the older child, and I had returned to to some sanity in, in my life. And uh, he was somewhat visibly disturbed by all of that. But in that, um, the word of acceptance uh, is mega powerful. Uh, I think that is really one of the uh, greatest tools that we can carry around in our toolbox of life. That means that uh, the the person in the grocery store next to me, he can be an arrogant butthole, and I have to accept that, that he is who he is, who he is, and I have to allow him to be who he is. I just have to go about my own business and push forward and go about my merry way and be good and, and, and happy where I am, and, and this is just – so, yes, it's a lot to be learned. It's a lot to be appreciated, and I'm actually – uh, ecstatic to be a part of it because I'm. This is the best life I've ever had. I probably got. I probably got five hundred dollars in the bank, if that. But that doesn't mean anything to me because uh, happiness is not monetarily uh, the equivalent of my existence. It's, it's the happiness that I can portray, bring to your show on an everyday basis, and because I, I think I'm the same person every day. And if I'm not, then I surely strive to be. Thank you, James. And you say something that's truly meaningful, D. When you talk about the heirlooms that were awarded to you by your mother based on you coming uh, to show that you were deserving. And I look at it sometimes when my mother and father died at the age of 61, before either of them reach uh, the ability to get Social Security, they both passed away. In fact, my my father passed away two weeks after my mother did. And for a long time, I 
So how unfair is it that I lost both of my parents at such an early age? And then as I contemplated, I started to look at the obituaries and how people died younger and younger than they did and how some people lost their parents or lost their mothers at birth and that I was given the blessing of having two outstanding parents that allowed me the ability to grow up in a way that I could carry on in their absence. So a lot of times when we're saying, woe is me, we need to come to the reality that there are a lot of people who have it a lot harder than we do. I never had to worry about anybody entering my bedroom uh, without my parents' permission. I I didn't have to worry about anybody preying on me and my manhood at any early age. I was thankful to be with two people who cared enough about me to put a hedge of protection both spiritually and physically around my existence. I was an only child. And now though I live without them, I'm constantly thinking of them and thinking of what they did to make me prepared to continue this journey alone. And we all got different stories, but our stories speak to the fact that someone has looked over us and allowed us to continue to go on our way and gave us the ability to maneuver through these obstacles that are so dangerous. And a lot of times in life, things are so unfair. Uh, We talk about the four boys in Ohio who threw objects over the bridge and they were under the age of 16 and now these boys are going to be treated as juveniles. And people of color question that the man that they killed was an African American who had a child. And they may not be held totally accountable for what they did. But we have to realize there's a creator who's going to take care of all of that. Not that they will be unjustly, they will be, might not ever be justly punished, but there may be a place for them to help our society grow because of what they did and what they went through. So we might not always get what we want related to the punishment that people should receive, but know that there's a a perfect plan in place and that all those things will be taken care of. And everybody who did anything for justice not to to prevail will be held accountable. So, D, we got to know that there are a lot of people who think they've gotten away with something who are going to come back, you know, just like the stories in the Bible when they talked about 
Saul and all this evil he did and how he had to turn around and become somebody total different because of who he was initially. Hmm. And we've heard all those stories, D, and we got to believe that they continue, They'll just like then, they'll continue to be taken care of as we go through our walk. That's right. 2018. I promise. You're right. It's going to be taken care of right now, just as it was back then. And that's why I just said, that's why I said uh, when uh, Donald Trump was elected, elected president to not to panic because this is only a test. It's a test of, of the things that we've been taught ever since we've been in this world and been a part of a Christian family. This is what they was preparing us for. So let's not be uh, bamboozled to think that it's not. Um, you know, if 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 something come by way of um, of a horse, a fiery horse down through the sky, or here's the one they think that you're supposed to appear, um, then that's fine. But I'm here to tell you that this is the essence of this conversation where we have to be able to understand, read and understand between the lines that, um, you know, God is going to take care of all the persecution that we might be witnessing here in 2018. And furthermore, uh, we have to come to realize that when we hear about the chosen people, then don't be misled about who the chosen people is. Because the ones who are able to be persecuted and turn the other cheek and allow God to do what he does without retaliating and getting thrown in jail and killing yourself and not actually giving God the the opportunity or the chance to reveal himself to him. That that's 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 the worst thing of all. Not being able to recognize or being and, and not being connected. So what you're saying, James, do you know that I wish that it was it was said more in the church to calm the people down and let them know that he is still in charge. It's not me. It has nothing to do with me. Let me tell you about my dilemma, the the choices that I made in my life, that was me. That was me easing God out of my life. And so that's something that we want to be careful not to do. We have to be prepared and ready to understand that who run things in this world. This is not my world. These are not my people. These are God's people. And I met, I met a, a pastor, a lady pastor, uh, a month ago, and she helped me to realize that. Um, you know, and in, 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 in dealing with the Trump issue on the regular, because uh, I do that just to be informed, and I think I'm doing it to be entertained, but we all know when you do that to absorb all that negative energy. And I and it had sitting in a place of uneasiness. And so one of my stops is a is a church, but uh and the, and the lady and I uh the lady pastor we we have a connection, and so I told her about my dilemma, 
and he uh, explained to me that I have to go to God and 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 release to him and in saying that these are your people, God. I have no control on how how they act. If they if they don't have the common sense that I think they should have, then that's not my problem. So and so this and so that's why I am. Uh, I'm in a better place all the time because I know who, who's in control. Thank you, James. And when you say that, that brings the light to me why I don't have to be in fear of terrorists. I don't have to be in fear of immigrants. I don't have to be in fear of that segment of white America that wants to take us backwards uh, because I know that there's somebody who is going to make sure all those people who are out there creating evil and allowing darkness to prevail are going to have to give an account. And that there are going to be people who overcome the obstacles of evil to continue to show the light that is needed for all of us to follow. And we just have to be prepared to see it for what it is. All of us know that we have to be aware of the wolf in sheep's clothing. And Donald Trump has displayed that he was uh, a wolf from the beginning of his existence. He ain't never tried to show no kindness to nobody. He wasn't uh, trying to create or help everyone to become millionaires. He's lived his life establishing his wealth and trampling over people who he thought were not worthy of his attention. So we need to recognize that people like him and like terrorists uh, are going to continue to try to dominate the world. But those of us who see life for what it truly is are going to continue to, to live according to the universal rules of life. Though we might not be perfect, we're not blind. And we can't ask people who are blind to see the world in the light that we do. Indeed, you and I have had our struggles, our individual personal struggles, but the realization of a, a creator and universal rules that you cannot treat or trample over are real for both of us. Well, yes, you're right. You know, we have to know that this is God's universe, and the universe will protect itself. Uh, the universe is much, much, much more older than I am. So who am I to think that I can run things and get away with? Uh, that is just not it's just not going to happen. And, you know, when it comes down to, you know, looking at the big picture, the broad spectrum, when it comes down to all the, all the black people or whomever it is that are in prison, it's because they didn't have that understanding. See, they don't have that understanding. And 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 for me, that's the saddest part about this whole story in life, uh, in our existence. It's when we go through something 
and not come back and share with somebody else before they go down the toilet what it is that they should be thinking about or what it is that they're doing wrong. Now, we all know when we become of age, we all know that you just can't talk to somebody face-to-face and they're just going to get it. And we can't find frustration in that. So that you know, we have to use the the psychology that God gives us as believers, and that's knowing that you you know you can't you can't convince a person to Christ because if you think you can, then a lot of times that person would say okay just to get just to get this just to keep you moving. My contention is that you have to plant seeds. You have to plant seeds in people's lives. You know, um, I, I remember when uh, Pastor Smith was, used to tell us about this, this child that uh, he made a, a, a continuous effort to let this child know that he loved him. And Pastor Smith had the uh, had the uh, the sense to know that this child wasn't getting that kind of love at home. So in time, he was planting seeds in this, in this child's mind that nobody loves you. And so when it came for time for that child to graduate or for them to part, whatever the case was, uh, the the child let him know, I hadn't, I needed you in my life. You know, my dad, my own daddy never showed me that kind of consideration or, or attention. So my point is, you know, when uh, when we go through this Donald Trump era, and like Nate said the other day that he thought that his generation uh, – the generation that he was born in let us down, and I was quick to let him know. No, Nate, y'all were just a part of, a part of the plan. Uh, we let you all down because the things that we saw coming after Dr. King's deal, we then given enough attention to let you all know what to look for. And even though, and, and going forward still quickly, you know, I keep bringing back the things that the, the nation of Islam tried to instill in us. Now, you know, uh, you know, it's controversial as they were, uh, and they've been kind of pushed out now. You know, you got we have to come to believe that they were successful in pushing them out because they tried to collect uh, collectively lock them as as one nation of of evilness. So they was they was aware they was successful in doing that. But looking back in in, in the past, uh, they was trying to enlighten us. And you know, and uh, so um, I think that uh, the things that we learn in life, we might not get it right away, but God has a certain way to uh, make sure that we stick around long enough to see things uh, come around again. And so we should also be willing to uh, help people be prepared to just sit down long enough, let things pass, gather the information so we can pass it on to somebody else. Thank you, James. And, D, we have to be able to, you know, it's like when we read the Bible, you have to be open enough to see the new light that is available every time you read it. I was listening to uh, a presentation being made by Martin Luther King this past week, and I was just surprised when I heard his words and listened to him because he gave me even more reason why we can't remain quiet 
about our past. You know, white America want us to say, hey, look, it's time to move on. You need to stop talking about the past. But there's a lot more in the past that tells us why we are in our present situation and why not all of us have pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps. Uh, Dr. King uh, talked about in that presentation how Penn and other ethnic groups came to this country and was given free land in the West as long as they were willing to go out there and fight for it and put their name on it. They gave millions and millions of acres of land away. And African Americans were literally let go, are allowed to leave the plantation with nothing. They ain't have no boots. So literally they were given nothing and had to make something out of nothing. So you take somebody who gave the, the their riches, gave riches away to white America by working for nothing, and at the end of the day, when they were allowed to leave, they left with nothing more than the shirts on their back. But yet, during that same period of time, when people were moving to the West, both white Americans and Europeans, they were given thousands of acres of land to cultivate and to live off, and all they had to do was fight for it. They didn't have to pay for it. So when I heard that, I realized that we need to be a lot more proud of what we've accomplished when we were so far behind the starting line to begin with, G. Mm, 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 mm. Well, James, you know, that's, that's, that's mighty powerful. That's mighty powerful. You know, uh, I, 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 Michelle has always said, Ms. Joseph said, and we, we've said it ourselves, you know, we need to use today's technology to take our children and our grandchildren down the path of memory lane and show them the days of Dr. King and what it was that he was trying to prepare us for and relieve us the anguish from. Uh, you know, when you talk about how, and you know, during uh, when we was um, when we was freed as slaves. And they promised us the, the 40 acres of the mule. We we never got that. You know, we never got that. So there was no there was no starting point for us. Um, and and so when I said that we have to be careful who we don't know who the chosen ones are. My contention is that the chosen ones are the ones who can go through that and still prevail. And I think that's where we have missed the mark in grabbing our youngsters, even though as belligerent as they have have been now, not want to be told anything and not want to connect with you. That's part of the challenge, I'm sure, Uh, where we missed the mark in, in showing them 
and conveying to them that just stand down. You don't have to fight every fight. You don't have to get involved in every every battle. You don't have to to try to show your uh to to overexert your self esteem. You know, uh, just calm down. Don't burn your candle so fast. That's that's my new saying. Don't don't burn your candle so fast in life. Leave some for the back end of life so you can have a chance to enjoy what God has in store for you. So the connection, man. Um, I think it's paramount. I really do. And uh, when it comes down to the ministry and the clergy, I think that they owe it us as children of God to find a way to reconnect with the younger people. We have to understand that we we now live, you and I, in 2018, and we are a little bit over the hill, but we have been blessed enough to see it all come to fruition. We live in a microwave society. Where people attention, if you don't if you don't say what you want to say, in, in the first five minutes you're gonna lose, and I think it's important. Thank you, James. Yeah, we have to come to the realization that we don't have to remain quiet about the evilness that exists around us, but we can't use it as an excuse not to get where we're going. And those of us who have made it have to be committed to doing the part that is needed to be done to help the remainder of those find their way as well. We don't have to stop talking about or making uh, clear the atrocities of the past, but we can't use the atrocities of the past as an excuse not to pull ourselves together as a unit and make our way toward the end where we allow King's dream to reappear. We've lost track, and some of those of us who have gotten to where King wanted us to be are not using our strength to reach back and allow others to grab hold of our arms and shoulders and move us forward. I am standing on the shoulders of those people who made a way for me, but I need to bend my knees down and allow others to crawl on my back and up my arms so they have an opportunity to get to the same place, if not better. So, D, we, we, though we don't have to relinquish our past and move on, we still have to make way a pathway for others. Well, James, you know, I think it's time for us uh, to, and ladies, y'all, excuse me, to put our big boy draws on. Uh, because, you know, uh, we have to come to a, a point, I have come to a point, and I can always speak about me because um, uh, I'm comfortable with that. Uh, I have come to a point to know that uh, I probably have reached my plateau uh, in the greater things that uh, I would hope to have achieved in my life, per se. 
But my new frontier is to help others to become aware. And I think that's probably going to be one of my greatest achievements in life. Um, you know, uh, when we speak about Dr. King, um, and I know most of you know, but if you didn't, I'm going to r- remind you that the uh, the mountaintop speech, when he was speaking at the uh, uh, the uh, uh, sanitation uh, strike, uh, convention, uh, the, the strike, the strike they was having, and they asked him to come down and speak at their at their at their function, and that's where he, he delivered the mountaintop speech. Uh, I may not get there with you, but I have seen the promised land, and the words in that I might not get there with you, and the intensity of those words. You know, the very next day, the very next morning, he was assassinated. And so, you know, we, you know, you and I and Miss and Miss Joyce and and Miss Audrey and Miss Sharon and 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 Pastor Smith and and Nate, being the youngest, the baby of the bunch, uh, we are pretty much on the same page. Uh, we are like the choir that we that we talk to, but a lot of people just aren't there yet, and. And no, and and when you go and and if you think I'm kidding, go on Facebook and just observe how nonchalant they are about most everything. They don't care, but that's not that's no excuse. I remember uh, I, I I went to my mother one one time, uh, and this was at the beginning of my, of my addiction, uh, and I was telling her how uh, how disenchanted I was with 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 black people. Because they seem not to care enough, they wanted to get involved with everything, and I was uh, that was some excuse I was probably using for me to get involved also. But she made it known to me that you just can't give up on them. Though. You can't give up on them, and so I'm going to take that to the house with me. I just cannot give up on them. And me speaking on words, those words make me want makes me want to mist up and tear up. Because I remember when I was a little boy, and my grandmother took me to uh, City Hall in Macon, Georgia, and Linda Baines Johnson was at City Hall uh, 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 after uh, Kennedy was killed, and he uh, convinced us that he was going to go through with this uh, Civil Rights Act, and my grandmama had there with her, and my my grandma Maroa April never where she went. Can you can you see me? You feel me? She was a domestic worker, and she wore an apron everywhere she went. And so that was her time and space, and hope that this gonna be our time. And so um, I'm not gonna stop, James. I'm gonna push all way. I'm gonna push it all the way down to the house. And uh, so you know, and this is this is where I am, and this is who we are. And I appreciate the show, brother. Thanks. All right, we're going to take a short break and come back and continue our conversation. Mm-hmm. 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 
Just a thought. White America is constantly telling us to stop playing the race card in every situation. But too often the race card is the only thing that gets their attention. If people of color are treated with the same amount of respect and condemnation as white Americans, then the race card wouldn't have to be paid so much. It's not that people of color don't want to be criticized. We just don't want to be held to a higher standard. White Americans are allowed not only to cross the line, but they are allowed to roll in the hay with the line until it moves miles away from where it was originally. Cam Newton is a young man that made a statement that was not politically correct. His ill-made statement brought unneeded scrutiny to him and the NFL. A number of people suggest that he disrespected women reporters as well as female fans. The reality is men and women, in most cases, can't help but see the game differently. His surprise related to her question was best kept to himself, but most women don't get into the game at that level. We recently elected a president that spoke openly about assaulting women and calling them all kinds of degrading names. 
yet he is now the leader of the free world. The country wakes up every day hoping he does not tweet anything despicable. This is why the race card has to be played. People of color have to alert white America to their biases. They are willing to give themselves a pass while condemning similar behaviors of others. Stop being hypocrites. Kim Newton made an honest mistake, one in which was reasonably based on his set of circumstances. Please refrain from holding people of color to a higher degree than you hold yourself. If you're willing to be fair related to the reality of America, we might be able to put away the deck of cards. Just remember, you elected a living contradiction to what class is supposed to represent. This is James T. DeShay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. The show is seen seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Call the show at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. If you're tired of living paycheck to paycheck and want to change your quality of life, call 407-459-4827. That's 407-459-4827. This system will change your quality of life and increase your monthly cash flow. If you enjoy my series called Just a Thought, please hit the like button and subscribe. We'd love to have you be a part of our radio audience each and every day. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We want you to call into the show, 657-383-0309. We need your opinions. We need you talking about what direction you think America needs to go. We need you to inspire us and talk to us about what people of color need to do in order to buy the boots that we can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. There are still young African-Americans and Asians and Latinos who need to see the love of those who made their way through so that we can allow them the opportunity to make their way through. The evil and anger that these young people are feeling needs to be met with the love of adults who are willing to show them the path that they can travel in order to take advantage of the American system. Uh, Dee, what is your final thoughts for this evening? Well, my final thought, Jane, is is to come to a place where we can um, pass it forward. Uh, You know, we, uh, we don't have to always look for recognition for what we're doing. Uh, I think that if we could just do it from our heart, um, and the the last thing that you said about Asian Americans and Latino Americans, uh, we have to especially uh, find ways to encourage Latino Americans because uh, they've been uh, they've been singled out right now. Um, um, I'm like Miss Joyce, uh, Miss Audrey, I'm sorry, Miss uh, Cheryl always said we can do better. Well, I'm I'm doing T-shirts this year for real. 
And um, one of my T-shirts is going to have um, Hispanic messages to Latinos to let them know to stay encouraged. So we got to encourage everybody, not only ourselves but other people of color, and and ultimately uh, everybody in in God's world. Thank you, James. Yeah, it is so important for us to clear the pathway that has been overgrown by our oversight and not and, and the unatten the non attention that we've given the dream of Martin Luther King. We have to be prepared and ready to clear the path so there's nothing in the way of these young people who need an opportunity to take a slice of the American apple pie. I will continue to wage the war with the support of those of you who call in and those of you who listen to say that we're going to have an opportunity to table and do some carving of the food that is on the table. We're no longer going to sit back and accept the strap. We're going to get a part of the main entree and all the dessert that comes with it. And we need you calling in to make sure that that happens. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection as we make our way through time. And don't let them fall by the side of the road And teach them to love one another And have a right mind of faith Lift up our hearts. 